How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, this is Che Diaz wishing Rory Upton a very happy birthday. Uh, I'm sorry, what's happening? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm here <laughs> to recap and just like that, Hannah Brown is back with me on the podcast to talk about episode five and six of HBO's And Just Like That. Hannah, how are you? Oh my God, Dan, thank you so much. Hey, Dan, it's me, Hannah Brown. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be back to discuss these episodes. And I'm just going to say at the top, I am, dare I say, enjoying this show now. I love that you're enjoying it. Is that now. the sound you just played? Yeah, I just played it. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think finally I am maybe feeling what some other people have said that it's getting much better. Yeah. I, but I still have plenty of critiques. And I did feel after our last recording, I was like, are we, every week after we record it, I'm like, were we too hard on it? Yeah, we were being negative Nellies. Negative Nancys. But yeah. also, it's crazy. And it, seeing Che Diaz in bed doing cameos is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my it life. It is, sorry, I'm just adjusting. And what was that voice? It was terrifying. I, I, if, like, it was shocking. It was giving like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, like, hey, it's Che Diaz. And why are you doing it in bed? Miranda's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then Che was just like, well, I got to do these. It's like, go to the other room then. What are you yeah. doing them in bed? Yeah. And could you imagine getting that cameo? What did she say? It was like a five second cameo. Like if you're yeah. paying Che Diaz to do a cameo for it, I want it to be at least a minute. I know. It was like, hey, it's Che Diaz. Hey, buddy. Happy birthday. Heard you turn another year older. Yeah. And that was it. Hey, this is Che Diaz wishing Rory Upton a very happy birthday. Uh, I'm sorry, what's happening? <laughs> she just wished Rory Upton a happy birthday. And then Rory Upton. Up. Rory Upton. Hey, happy birthday. I loved it. Hannah, <laughs> since we last talked, how have you been? Just oh before we get into these episodes, because we're going to be doing five and six covered Halloween season and then winter and explicably jumping around the timeline. But well, how's your personal life? Um, you know, I, I get seasonal depression in the summer. So like, it's been fine. And these episodes were actually a great escape because, you know, I've been sending you fall TikToks, winter TikToks. Mentally, I'm, I'm kind of over the summer. Also, I, I live in the Valley and it's blazing hot. Right. Right. It's but I'm okay. How are you? You know, the whole <laughs> industry's on strike. Uh, an old friend died unexpectedly. I had a colonoscopy on Tuesday. You do the math. It's not been a great week. Hashtag pray for D. It's, it's not been the best week or two. Oh, but. wait. But did the Bethany Jill episode of, oh. of Just B, um, Just B, Bobby, did that lift your spirits or only bring them down further? 
Um, a little bit of both. Um, a little bit of both. And for listeners, fair. if you haven't listened to Bethany, did a podcast with Jill Zarin from The Real Houses of New York, and it's chaotic. And I was texting you the entire time I was listening to it. <laughs> like, I was just screen recording, and I was like, I have to send this to somebody. Like, I need to, like, voice my thoughts. Because, wait, Hannah, I sent you the clip, the end of that podcast. Yes. And I know that's not what we're here to talk about today, but the end of that interview that it's they crazy. did together is, like, the craziest thing. It's just as crazy as Che Diaz doing cameos in bed, because they end <laughs> the podcast interview just naming people who have passed. And Cookie. Then they're like cookie and and ginger and ginger and bobby <laughs> and then at the very end this is the craziest thing at the very end uh jill adds and dennis and or bethany says and dennis and then jill's like who's maybe still who's still with us and then it ends and it's but she says it in a way it's like so weird how it just trails off oh yeah doesn't she say like he's here he's here with us and then i'm like why didn't they edit an ending or or just i don't know it, I know it, it fades into crazy. oblivion it was crazy. It was crazy. You know, Bethany, ever the podcasting professional who does no research on her guests and can't be bothered to do an outro. And she's, you know, but she's the best to ever do it. And she will tell you that first. Uh, let's talk, <laughs> not to change the subject. No, but, please do. Uh, let's talk about this in just like that timeline, which I mentioned a little bit because episode five was this Halloween theme Miranda was cutting a pumpkin at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. in the breakfast nook. That like, sounds fun. But like, I know. I love, <laughs> and I'm happy they covered holidays because I've been wanting them to do holidays mm-hmm. a little bit. So at least it's like, they're not exactly covering it, but it's like holiday adjacent. Like we're seeing a pumpkin. Yes. However, the way that we're jumping around, it's like the Met Gala, that was like, I guess, May-ish, right? Right. And then we're at Halloween. And then this week we're in like dead of winter. There's a snowpocalypse. But they're planning for the Hamptons already. For so summer, I'm like, like how, how many episodes do we have to wait until we get to see that house? And I remember this being an issue last season where I'm like, when are we? Like every episode, I'm like, when are we? Mm-hmm. And they're giving us these visual cues, but then... Some of it just doesn't, it seems crazy that we're jumping so much. Right. Right? Right. It's like in episode five, we have Carrie like walking through like a beautiful autumnal New York, um, almost murdering that hot guy on the bike (laughs) because she won't get out of the fucking bike lane. And then all of a sudden we're in a blizzard and Carrie's in this like big like Lizzie McGuire igloo dress type jacket, which I loved, by the way, like walk. We get, I, sorry to jump to episode six, but I just think the shots of the women walking through the blizzards were like five seconds too long like they, oh interesting did you like them no no but i i think you, i i feel in general that the episodes are five minutes too 50 long? minutes too long <laughs> five zero minutes too long no i yeah i think they're a little i think all the episodes are run a little too long mm-hmm. especially with some of these storylines which we'll get to like the episode six of it all but for like the some of the storylines I get think get short changed. Like the LTW stuff, we have so many characters that then when right. we have like a really grounded moment, it doesn't land for me when it's in between like Charlotte trying to get a condom in the snow. Right, right. Because then we had that sweet scene where um, LTW is like speaking about her movie, and like Herbert comes in the back, and it really like moves her, and it's like a very sweet moment. And then we cut back to Charlotte being like, "Okay, Lily, now don't use the warm condoms because you do get rashes easily." And I was like, "Whoa." Also- we're jumping around we are jumping. so much. Sorry, 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 sorry. I don't care. That's who we are. Um, <laughs> but the Charlotte going in the snow to get the condom was so strange to me. I mean, you mentioned the filmmaker thing with LTW. And I thought, if we're in a snowpocalypse, they explained why Carrie's widow event was still going on because everybody was staying at the Sheridan. Mm-hmm. But then with LTWs, I was like, would people really have showed up to this screening thing yeah. in this blizzard? Because... 
Charlotte's kids couldn't even go get the condom in the blizzard. Right. I what you go. And uh, Lily, who's probably, I think, the worst character on it and on this whole universe. I think worse than Chadia is. Yeah, the worst. And when she called Charlotte and was like, "Oh, we're gonna fuck for the first time," uh, <laughs> but he don't have a condom. Uh, and Charlotte's like, well, why don't you go get one? And she's like, well, the boy who can't go to the corner store because he's going to recognize and tell the parents. But I was like, why don't Lily go then? Like, why is Charlotte going? Right. And, you know, I talked about this with my bestie Clayton. She brought up, she was like, Clayton's what about, here, by the way, shout out to Clayton. Shout she's out to Clayton. She is here. For live recording. We, we were watching the magic. Clayton. <laughs> we were watching it together. And she was like, what about like Postmates or like Instacart? Like, there are other people who would There's be able to so get them condoms. Options. Like it didn't have to come down to this. And it's so was so funny seeing Charlotte in the snow. And it's like a, they're giving Charlotte really great comedic work to do. But like it didn't make sense to me. Why is she the one going to get the right. condom? Like right. it was funny when she got in the snow and was looking and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it didn't make any sense to me why Lily didn't just go to the corner because the corner Mart guy wouldn't have recognized, wouldn't have recognized her. And then. Yeah, it's it was weird. Also, was aren't weird. they like at the kids' parents' house? Yeah. It's so, like, what do the parents think they're doing? Like alone in a room? Like, you know what I mean? I think they might have said the parents were out. Of oh, they were out of town. That's right. That's right. I missed I that. Know. I don't know. Um, okay, back to episode five. Mm-hmm. The pumpkin carving at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. was just crazy to me because of all people, Miranda. I know she's like trying to like make the home life, yeah, kind of work a little bit. She's trying to make it nice or, or make it nice. But I just don't. Imagine Miranda carving a pumpkin at 6 a.m. No, it's a very Charlotte activity, to be yeah. honest. When's the earliest time of day you've ever carved a pumpkin? <laughs> um, Probably about like 1 p.m. <laughs> I just, um, I you know this, but I just, Matt and his mom's in town staying with us and mm-hmm. we love her, but she, they just went out and I asked them to get me a pumpkin for a photo thing. And so he's been texting me, pump, he just texted me a bunch of pictures of pumpkins at Joanne Fabrics because all the stores have them. And I need it for a, a photo thing. But <sighs> all the places have pumpkins out. So I'm, I just want to go to Joanne Fabrics and like peruse the pumpkins and the fall decor. I know, nothing better. Nothing. Ugh. I know that it did make me, wait, so you get seasonal depression in the summertime just because Always. of the heat. and Yeah, and I think it's like, I'm sure I've said this before because it's sort of like the hill I'm dying on right now. But it's like, I think it's a season where it it's like, a very social season where it's a lot of like big groups of friends being like, we're out together all the time. We're on a boat. We got a house together. And like, I'm someone who has a lot of like independent friendships, but I've never really been someone to have like a crew or a group. And I also think it just becomes harder to maintain the older you get. So like, I do have this like sense of FOMO, even though I get very stressed out in big social situations. And I actually would rather not be in situations like that, but it looks fun in like a photo, you know? Yeah. It's like, you want to be invited, but not go. Yes. Literally. I get that. Um, so in episode five, there's also this costume party. And uh, so Miranda and Carrie are going to this costume party. Miranda just brought a clown nose. And Charlotte- I mean, she has been acting like a clown the entire season. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Charlotte and Harry dressed as the Americans, which I thought was genuinely funny, like seeing Harry in that wig. Yeah, I love, I love just a goofy wig. I love wig work. Wig work is really fun. Yeah. And, and of all people to see Harry in it. But yeah. when it came back at the end, I don't know if that I loved the wig. That was uncalled for. <laughs> he looked like a young, like Robert Durst, like sneaking into Rock's photo shoot. He did look, it also made him look so much older to me, which is weird. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. I think bald people are really hot. And I just oh, want to give a too. shout out to the bald community. Like rock your baldness. I think it's sexy. Wait, do you watch the Kardashians? Yes. Did you see the new one this week? <gasps> no, it was just, someone bald? It just came out. No, but it's like, it sort of felt like the first half, a very special episode where they were just getting together to talk about how beauty standards have changed. And mm-hmm. 
uh, Kylie was talking about her. She was so self-conscious about her big ears and mm-hmm. she was like talking about ears, but I love big ears. Like uh, on men, especially like I just, I find like big Dumbo ears to be so hot. So sexy. And yeah, she it was just funny to me though, because Kylie was acting as, you know, it was a tough thing for her to reveal that she was self-conscious about her ears. Yes. And it was wild. That's like that's like in the movie Head Over Heels, niche 90s favorite starring Monica Potter and Freddie Prince Jr. When one of the model roommates is like, I had to get surgery on my ears because my earlobes were uneven. <laughs> that was a good accent. Right? That was Australian, right? Yeah. Okay. My earlobes were uneven. I always, whenever I try to hop into a, uh, an Australian accent, I learned that this trick is to say water bottle because they say like water bottle. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's like it can, it can slip you in. What a bottle? Give you a water bottle? That's good. I have not practiced my cicada accent since the last time I came on here, but I'll continue to work on it. Good. Yeah. You well, you didn't work on it during the off time? No, I have you? nothing but time I should be working How on. How fucking dare you? <laughs> okay, so at this ha- Halloween costume party, did you love Anthony and Lisa Todd Wexley dancing to TLC's Creep? I needed that. <laughs> I, I needed it in a way I couldn't explain. It was a release. Yeah, it was a release. It was a cultural reset. Um, what I didn't appreciate was that Herbert did not come in costume because, and you just on your podcast mentioned that you don't really like costume parties. And I'm sorry that I'm throwing one for my birthday. Oh, yeah, we um, have one this weekend. Yeah, and I'm super sorry about that. Um, but I, I don't appreciate people who barely make an attempt. It doesn't have to be the best. Mm. Just like try. You're not going to like my outfit for your party then. You know what? But now that I know how you feel, how you really feel, because you were polite enough not to tell me, I found out on your podcast. No, now not, I've never been a costume party. I person. know you're doing your best. Also, it's blazing hot, as we mentioned. So like, yeah, it was yeah. kind of bold of me. I have a funny, well, we could talk about this off here, but I have, I have something for your. Oh my God. I'm excited. Party. It'll be fun. But, but wait, so you don't like if it's like half-assed. Um, for a, a big Halloween party where like, I think that what bothers me is that LTW was fully decked as the bride of Frankenstein. Like she looked beautiful and like amazing. And she literally like did the legwork of like getting Herbert a costume. And he was just like, I'm not going to wear that. Like to yeah, me, yeah. that's rude. Yeah. You know, I felt bad for Anthony, the actor too, who had to like do that scene in costume. And then I yes. don't even know if they gave him any lines or, or I think he might've snappily said like, I'm out like after the dance scene, but I yeah. don't know if he had anything else to do the whole episode. Didn't he hit? Like, I'm like a hot gladiator. And then the oh, gladiator's yeah, yeah, like, right. I'm straight. And he was like, okay. Right. And I did write that down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause he saw that straight guy who he hooked up with in the steam room. Yes. And I got to tell you something, this happens a lot. I don't know if the ladies realize like how much the straight husbands and stuff. Like when I was in my twenties, there was this married man in Vegas at the spa at like a big hotel Mm -hmm. and he was like very aggressive like coming on to me in the steam room and then i ran into him and his wife (gasps) in the casino afterwards and i just think that happens all the time but it was funny that anthony said that and then the wife like came over oh my god i talk about this all the time i think i think that there it's unspoken but i'm like i know that this shit is going on it happens like i think be fucking for real and i think most of the time and i know i just publicly said it on a podcast but i think most of the time like the gay men will you know, keep the lid on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want lady, ladies, ladies, am I right? Ladies, am I right? It happens. It happens. But yeah, he did hook up with this guy in a steam room, but then was there anything left with that storyline or just sort of ended? No, it was literally just a moment where like Anthony once again was left in the lurch. I'm like, justice for Anthony. He they gets need to give him something. To do. Yes. He gets uninvited from the fucking Met Gala. He oh, gets turned down yeah. by this straight guy. Yeah. Like give him a fun storyline. Yeah. Give him something to do. Give him some, you know, I do like how they're mixing and matching all of these people. So we saw like Seema and 
Naya hanging out. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought that was fun. Miranda was like a little jealous of like their single stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I really, I liked that. Um, there is the, uh, speaking of Miranda, there is this whole thing going on because Che Diaz, the ABC pilot. Mm-hmm. Now we're sort of like waiting for Che Diaz to get the results of this pilot and whether or not ABC is picking it up. And Che is sort of spiraling this whole episode. So we see Che have all these people over at 3.30 in the morning playing video games while Miranda's trying to sleep. It's not hot. No. It's like real. It's like, don't act like you're in college. Like, Don't you feel like this kind of goes back to what we were talking about maybe last time of like, how old is Che supposed to be? How old is Che? Because a 40, I don't imagine a 46, 47 year old having all those people over play video games. I'm, is that like me being like bad? a curmudgeon? Like, am I just being ageist or something? Like, I feel like it's crazy. That's how I feel. Yeah. And in the next episode, when Carrie was talking to Carrie, aka Karen, aka Rachel Dratch, about how she's like, oh, I, I was drunk a lot of the 90s, but I don't really get drunk anymore. I was like, to me, that like is more realistic because like I'm in my early 30s mm-hmm. and the feeling of like being drunk and out of control is like already less fun. So I can't imagine at the age of like, and again, like everyone do you, I'm not trying to like attack anybody, but yeah, I'm with you where I'm like, I like to go to bed at a normal hour. Like I'm not going to be up until four in the morning entertaining people and like smoking weed yeah. and like eating pirate's booty. I just think they're writing Che as 23 yeah, or as something. as a college student. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God bless, but it just, I didn't, none of that made sense to me. No. And Miranda was trying to sleep too. Cause I thought I like, I would have been pissed if I was Miranda. Not but- only is she being kept up at night, by them fucking cameos. Hey, it's tedious. <laughs> but she's also being kept up by these people playing video games, no less. I know. I'll also, I was like, oh, so Miranda's like back at Columbia now and she very much cares about this program that she's in. And now it's like, she's like, oh my God, I got to get up early to like tend to Brady and then like go to school. Carve pumpkins. Carve pumpkins. But I'm like, how... Maybe maybe this is like a seasonal thing. Maybe it was summertime. But I'm like, how did Miranda just leave Columbia for like months to just go fuck Chadia's and like in LA and like lose her phone in a pile of seaweed. Okay. Wait, go back for a second. Sorry. So you were saying, what if this is summer? No, I'm saying like, maybe I'm like explaining this as, or I'm figuring it out as I'm talking. I think when she was in LA, perhaps it was summer and that's why she was able to not be at Columbia for all that time. But I do have questions about like why she was able to just leave the program. And now she's like all in with the program. I do sort of wish we would just stick to one season. Right. Per season. You know, like I, I would love us to just, in winter mm-hmm. like for the whole season Ugh. or pick a time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I kind of feel like we're just jumping around. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of hard to follow. It's kind of, it's very hard. I mean, and we're, I'm like literally taking notes and having a hard time following. Like, mm-hmm. is my mom going to be able to watch this show? Unclear. <laughs> um, okay. Charlotte's kids. I mentioned, I hate Lily, but rock <laughs> is now, I really think Lily's like the worst and always has been. Uh, she ruined Carrie's wedding. She's yeah. a menace. Yeah. One time I said that on Instagram and people literally dragged me in the comments. They were like, wow, coming after a child. They're really, (laughs) you're a fucked up person. I was like, she stole Carrie's phone and put it in a little cupcake purse and she ruined the wedding. No matter what you said, people, everyone gets mad. They're like, hmm, coming after a little girl. Really nice. Really nice. Wait, I just recapped the Real Houses New York premiere and I just didn't like love. I thought it was fine. And I thought it was like pretty nice about it. And I still try to focus on the things that I like, but people, and I even said on the episode, I was like, don't yell at me in the dms because and i got this like impassioned not in the dm actually but an impassioned email email an email like how dare they and they said oh um the thing that they pointed out was like that i didn't talk enough about aaron (laughs) 
was one of the be people. fucking for real. And so they were like, it, it was a very dramatic, like, how dare you uh, not like this show? And you didn't spend enough time talking about Aaron. <laughs> I was oh my like, God. What? Like Aaron's bear. It was the first episode. Like, I don't know. Enough. Enough. And what are we supposed to be jumping over the fucking moon? Cause of one episode. Yeah. No, no. It's exposition. Let's see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. It's one episode. Yeah, and you and your guest talked about this, like how if you watch the first episode of Roni ever, like in season one, it's it's, it's slow and it's bad, and it takes a little bit to invest and it's in the women. To be bad. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, um, where is oh so Rock is doing a Ralph Lauren campaign. Are you a mm-hmm. Ralph Lauren fan? I love. Yeah, and it's if, classic. There's a great documentary about him on HBO that I really, or sorry, Max, that I really recommend. Would you fuck Ralph Lauren? Yes. Okay. Like still. I know we talk about like fucking older people and like thinking about the logistics of it, but like just to have a man that stylish inside me, like I would hope that like he would pass some of his stylishness on to me by way of fucking. Speaking of stylish people inside of you, Seema met this gentleman who yes. was a flaccid gentleman, but he had some machine that helped him out. A penis pump. And I loved this man from 90210. Did you watch 90210 like I the original? Did. Okay, so he played at the end seasons of 90210, like season 8, 9, 10. He was like towards the end, like when they had all these new people in. But he, I remember he was one of the first men I was attracted to. He mm-hmm. was like so hot. So then seeing him, this was like a real mind fuck for me because he has aged beautifully, but he's much older. Like I remember him, he sort of like had that kind of twinky look to mm-hmm. him when he was back in the day in 90210. And that was like. 20, 30 years ago. Now he's like something. a husky man. And now he's like a husky older gentleman. And I'm still very attracted to him. Yeah. Um, but he played Seema's love interest. And all I could think about was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this man naked. Uh, because little Danny watching 902 would have been just over the moon. Over the moon. It. Thrilled. Now he's watching him uh, pump up his dick because he can't get it up. <laughs> Which would be very frustrating. I he really annoyed me, like that he mm-hmm. came for Seema, like using a vibrator. He was like not cool. I was like, your ego is embarrassing me, or la- like your giant ego and lack of erection is annoying me. Yeah, like what the fuck? And also, it was I don't know. It was loud. I and love if, that if, she if, vibrated anyway. Like he walked out and he was like, seriously. And she's like, I'm still gonna get myself off. This might be a s- stupid question because I'm a big gay, but do women do that? Do women like get a vibrator out if they don't? Yeah, oh, Clayton's people, nodding her head. She's yeah, people like, yeah. bring vibrators into the bedroom. I just called you out, Clayton. <laughs> all, the, all the time. Like, oh, like, Clayton mm-hmm. fucks herself with that vibrator all the time. No, sorry. <laughs> just no, <met> her. <laughs> truly, like, vibrator play is, like, a big part of it. And okay, it's, like, so it's and also, thing. like, a confident guy will think it's, like, hot to watch a woman, like, get herself off with a vibrator. Like, right. it turns them on to see you turned on, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see that guy again. But I was sort of hoping... I love when she picked him up, though. This was also one of my favorite things, and I texted you this, but when they were at the bar, so it was Seema, Carrie, and Naya were at the mm-hmm. bar, right? And Seema's flirting with that guy, the 90210 guy, and Carrie looks at um, Naya, and she's like, Mama done hooked her a fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the craziest thing. And then Naya's like looking across the way, and Carrie goes, am I in an aquarium or a bar? She says something <laughs> like that. But she, the way she, she just sort of like leaned over tonight and she's like, mama done hooked her a fish. She's giving ladies, am I right? <laughs> and then Naya fucks that hot guy and has like a walk of shame the next day. And she's like, mm, like I feeling know. herself. I want Naya to get fucked by Me hot guys. too. I want, yeah. I want to see her fuck the hot guys. Like I want to know what's going on with her and, and her rebound men. But this is a problem. We got so many characters and it's like, well, I want to either follow her or follow one of these people because I feel like we're not, we're going surface level with all of them. And right. I need us to like go deep with Naya or Seema's uh, flaccid man or... <laughs> 
Mama well, and then we also got, we also, Carrie hooked herself a fish with that guy who she pissed off, who she stood in the bike lane and he injured himself. Right. She took him to the Olsen twin urgent care. Yes. And, that was and crazy. he's very hot. He was oh, yeah. younger. younger. He's oh my God. so hot. I know. And he was also in the original sex and city. He was an ep- episode. Oh my God. As like a different person. I think he was like Charlotte's. Wait, that's crazy. Dated. Well, and it, and it is funny. They've done it a couple times where they've had old people back and I, I think they're all playing new men yeah. in it, but it is sort of a funny comment about like, after so long, you're just dating the same people. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, even in New York, where there's a million a people. A million people. Um, I also found it interesting how he literally like fucking hated her. He was like, you can't stand in a fucking bike lane. And then like, within an hour, he was like, oh, Carrie, like, thank you so much for taking me to Olsen Twin Urgent Care. And then she shows up at his apartment and he's like, what a delightful surprise. And he's like so excited to she see her. She just fucking spends the whole day with him. Yeah. It's and, crazy. And he like, by the end of the day, like loves her, even though she literally like is part of the reason why he like broke his hand. Yeah. And, and those I, are tiny bones. They're tiny bones. That'll take a while I was to getting so mad at them at the urgent care because he kept answering his FaceTime calls. And I was like, stop answering FaceTime in public. No one should be on FaceTime in public. That's so true. In and general. His business partner is like, come on, guy. You got to take this seriously. The business is going under. Like he was, he was in a genre of his own. He was giving full like Neil Simon or like all my sons. Like the family business is going under. <laughs> and Carrie's just fucking sitting there. Yeah. She's like, oh. oh. I think you are in a relationship. Oh, 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 oh. Mama done hooked her fish. Mama done hooked herself up. Hey, it's shady. Uh, <laughs> jump scare. You have to warn me if you're going to do that. He is what I, if I was ever doing casting as like a, for a hot older gentleman, I would cast that man in everything though. Right. Like, oh. He just to me like reads like sexy gentleman. Yes. Right? He's dashing. Did you see that golden bachelor they're doing? Yes. It's like ABC's, doing a whole separate spinoff of The Bachelor with a hot older man. What I don't appreciate, though, is they treated Claire's season of The Bachelorette like it was the Golden right. Bachelorette, and she was like 35. Yeah, she They were like, it's never too late to find love. I'm like, Our she's oldest like, Bachelorette in history. Yeah, they're like, she's, she's like, old as fuck. 29. Yeah, literally. She's 28 and a half, gentlemen. <laughs> and even the Golden Bachelor, am I making this up i think the poster he had like they just show a poster and it's from the back so you just see this guy from the back but i think he had a hearing aid in yes you really need to do that that's too much and like if he doesn't genuinely need it and they just were trying to use it to be like he's old that's super fucked up he's gonna be like 34 years old or something yeah like hi my name's jeff and i am 37 (laughs) you know our first golden bachelor Um, yeah, I wish they would cast that man as the olden bachelor. Oh, I um, wish. okay. So then, uh, we have to talk about these. Okay. Miranda and Che, I feel like every time we talk, we're focusing a lot on Miranda and Che, but there was a moment where Che said, uh, they didn't want curry lingus when Miranda was eating curry. I don't think it was, was necessary. Tough. That was tough. And every time they're in a scene together, do you feel like it's always one of them coming out of the bathroom or into the bedroom or something. And they're like, well, you just came. Like they're yeah. always telling us that. And I'm like, I get it. They're like, we fuck <laughs> you know, every single scene. Also, you know, I've said multiple times that I don't like that Miranda was reduced to a bumbling fool on this show. And what I didn't need was like Miranda doing like, Ben Stiller and along came Polly with his IBS, like that scene where he's like sweating and he's like, oh, this food, oh, like Miranda, like bitching. 
<laughs> bitching about the spiciness of the curry, being like, oh, it's very hot. It's very spicy. I was like, I've had enough. Like, yeah. like Kristen Wiig and Bridesmaids. Yes, being a, the like Jordan sweating. Allman. Yes, yeah. I was like, okay, Miranda, you are a fucking grown woman. You know if you like spicy food or not. Like, you know how to order curry. Like, Miranda, you're is a lawyer. Full blown Shannon Bedore now. Like, yes, they wrote her like Shannon Bedore from the Real Houses. and I love it, but it's crazy. Yeah. Even Miranda, when they were shopping for mattresses, this episode. I was like, I don't think Miranda would have ever even like considered that mattress that she was looking at. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm overly sensitive about this because I'm constantly thinking bed bugs. Like, even when I'm yes. shopping for furniture that's not a bed, I'm thinking like, where am I getting this from? Like, I wouldn't just go to the flea market for a mattress. I know, and the fact that there are like college kids at this very moment, like pulling a couch off the street and just plopping it in their apartment like it's nothing. I'm like, help! Oh, look out, kids! Yeah, look out! Look out, kids! Um, okay, so the end of the episode, there was this focus group in that episode five, and then we're going to get into six because I have a lot of thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the focus group, though, for Che Pasa, was that the name of the pilot? Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, somebody in the focus group, they are seemingly sort of commenting on the fact that audiences have largely rejected Che Diaz. And yes. now it's almost like a meta moment to see this focus group. Shout out to Connor, who was the one who played the person who was like, it's an old friend of mine. sucks. The, yeah, the one in the focus group. I love that. Oh my God. I knew the elderly man who who miss, uh, who like used the wrong pronouns on Shay Diaz, oh who was like, oh, sorry. I knew him from an old acting apprenticeship. I did. Shout out to Jeremy. Okay. So all of our acting peers are in yeah. this, in just like that scene. Well, it'd be Why nice if we, we were there. What yeah. The fuck, Hollywood. <laughs> we could have been in there. We could have been in that we focus been group. In that fucking focus group. Yeah. God damn it. <sighs> anyway, it seems like it's the end of K Pasa or mm-hmm. Che Pasa, I want to say. But Tony Danza was a hit. Yeah. Non binary. loved Tony Danza. Yeah. And nobody in that focus group commented about how he said non binary. <laughs> and they should have. They, well, I think some of them said, like, I loved that scene. Oh, yeah. I loved Tony Danza in that scene. Yeah. And they were like, but I hated Che Diaz. Yeah, but fuck Che Diaz. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was episode five. I mean, really wild stuff. Did you, okay, so you know how at the beginning of this podcast you said, oh, I'm loving it now. Mm-hmm. Did you mean that about episode five? Um, <laughs> I think episode six was really like the uptick for me. Oh, episode five, I I will say I, I thought that we were like closing the loop on the Che Diaz of it all because like after the too. focus group, Mar- Miranda was like, you, you'll make a better show. And Che Diaz is like, no, you stupid bitch. Everyone hates me. And like my identity is like in the shitter now because everyone hates me. And I was like, oh, so cool. So like we're done with Che Diaz. Nope. And, and Che says, I need some space. And I was like, space code for breakup. We're done. We're taking yeah, so a break. So you thought by episode six, we'd be no Che. I thought we would Che-less. get fresh, single, Chalice Miranda, but nope. Guess what happened at uh, start of episode six? Hey, this is Che Diaz. Hey, this is Che Diaz. <laughs> Showed up on screen. <laughs> Hannah, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to come back and really get into this. I also have problems with Carrie never seeing 27 dresses, which <gasps> was a quick line that she said, but we'll spend at least 45 minutes on that. So let's take a break. Find me on social media. Get tickets to Everything Iconic Live at everythingiconic.com. And thank you to ACAST. We'll be right back. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, uh, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but 
migrating is going to be a headache. But Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. And we're back. Okay, episode six. Uh, Carrie, it starts off the episode with her doing a Zoom. Mm-hmm. Did you have any other final thoughts about episode five? I didn't. Not really. You, you got it all out. Right? Yeah, because okay. I actually took notes this week. So there's, I got it all out. I did too. I did too, which is bright. Last week, we were just uh, seat of our pants. Yeah. Someone was like, how did you not mention Victor Garber? And I was like, oh my God, you're right. How did we not mention Victor Garber? Like, I'm sorry about I, that. You know, it is what it is. We <laughs> do our best here. <laughs> how dare you not talk about Aaron enough? <laughs> Anyway, um, okay, so Carrie, it starts off with her Zooming with this young gal who doesn't know who she is. She's interviewing her about a book, and then she's like, what's your book about? And Carrie's like, death, and then the, the laptop falls over. It is uh, awkward to Zoom in general with people, yeah. but particularly with those kind of meetings where it's like, they don't know you don't know each other and it's like well why are we all here yeah what are we really doing uh carrie's response to that influencer girly which wow would have been a fun part for you or me to play um uh reminded me of that infamous shailene woodley red carpet appearance where the interviewer thinks that shailene woodley is um jennifer lawrence and it's like an old interview and she keeps bringing up the hunger games she's like i'm pretty hungry aren't you and shailene's like no i'm not and she's like I'm hungry. And Shailene Woodley's like, well, you should probably eat something then. Like that was Carrie being like, you haven't read my book. You know nothing about it. Not that this is the same thing, but did you ever see Demi Lovato's uh, interview where they ask what their favorite dish is? And Demi Lovato says a mug. (laughs) Yes. She's it's Miss Congeniality. It's April 25th or whatever, because it's not too hot, not too cold. It's so good. Yeah. A mug. I think that's what. Yeah, I think, it's mm, a I think a mug probably. <laughs> One of the secrets that I want to let listeners know is that nine times out of ten, when I'm interviewing someone here on Everything Iconic, 
I always do the research, but nine times out of 10, if you hear me say like, oh, I can't wait to see that or something, mm-hmm. that usually means I saw it and didn't like it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be rude, right? Like, right. But I do the, I, I try to always do the research, whether it's like reading the book. Now, there are an occasional time where maybe you don't get it in time or there could be right. a situation like that. But I, yeah, that nine times out of 10, if I'm like, oh, I can't wait or something. That's, You're an industry professional. That's a good, that's a good hack. Yeah. yeah. Good hack. I shouldn't have given that away, but here we go. <laughs> um, okay. So yes. What do you have any, what are you taking away from episode six? Then we can kind of get into the nitty gritty. Do you have any specific thoughts? I'm seeing you looking at your notes. I'm looking at my notes. I, I just want to say I miss seasons and I loved the snowy motif of this mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. LTW in bed with her family, like, looking very glamorous is my dream. And I like that scene with LTW in the bed with the family and they see the Ralph Lauren ad. Yeah. With rock. Did I say Ralph Lauren? Did I just say that? I think, I think it's Ralph Lauren, but some people say Ralph Lauren, uh, but she seemed so happy about Charlotte. And it was rock, cute. And I liked that. It and she was, was like, Oh, we got to call her. Mm-hmm. And Anthony was already over there at breakfast. Yeah. Uh, at Charlotte with rock and Lily. Uh, I don't like though. I really do love LTW. I'm Mm -hmm. turning a corner where I'm really liking LTW, but I don't like LTW's husband. Herbert, he's kind of a stick in the mud. That's what I'm saying. I think like I like the way she acts with Herbert. Like I like that she's like not afraid to like put her foot down and be like, I don't want your check. Like I'm gonna make you know I'm gonna make this appearance at this thing. It matters to me. Like she's very cool and independent, but he he is kind of a stick in the mud to me. I think I'm just not connecting with him in some way. Like something. I don't know what it is. I wanted to like him, but then I don't know this episode. I was like, Oh, I want them to like spar more like verbally. Cause I feel like that's the type of person LTW is. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Carrie has to go get a new computer cause she broke it. Mm-hmm. Now I actually thought this was going to be how they brought Aiden into the fold because mm-hmm. do you remember that Aiden bought Carrie the MacBook yes. years ago. And this is how fucked up, you know how you like don't know time in your head. Yeah. Like I actually looked this up because in the episode from uh motherboard myself, I think was the name of the episode. That was when Aiden gets the new computer for Carrie. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I thought, Oh, this is, they're going to bring Aiden back because he's going to have to go meet her at the Apple store or the computer is going to be under his name. Oh. So she's going to have to contact him. That's what I thought. And then I looked it up and that episode aired in 2001. So I was like, Oh, of course she doesn't have the same. Computer. Right. But at first, I was like, oh, she probably has that same computer. But then it's like, nobody keeps a computer for 22 years. I mean, Carrie would. Like, if anyone Carrie would, it would be Carrie. Right? Do you remember that cell phone in the first movie? Like, it was a flip phone. Yeah, that's true. That's But wouldn't that have been a good way to bring him back? Yes, that's really smart. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But it would have been a 22-year-old computer. Although my best friend, Jill, I feel like she always has an old computer. Like, mm-hmm. she, for a while, had, like, the same computer from college. Yeah. Because yeah. it's scary to get a new one. You're like, I'm going to lose everything that's on this computer. I don't know how the cloud works. Like... Carrie went with Seema too, and Seema was like, I update all the time. And they were having this like technology talk. That was weird and felt like out of place. She's like, Oh, I already have a new phone. And she's like, Oh, the the new one? And she's like, No, the one that didn't come out yet. I was like, What is is this a joke? Like I was the way she delivered those lines and the way those lines were written, I was like, What is happening? I know. Well, that's the other thing too. I I think sometimes it's hard to know when something's a joke. Yeah, I can't <laughs> like tell. Like that whole robbery scene, which I know we talked about. Yes. Nauseam, but it's like, I remember thinking like, is this supposed to be a joke or is this like, are they actually getting robbed or yeah. who's this man? My jewelry. Oh, it's gone. Jewelry. And then also it's like that character that lives with Carrie's house or apartment. 
I feel like she just sort of like comes and goes pretty willy nilly, right? Yes. Like at one episode, she'll be a main, seemingly a main character. She's spooning with Carrie and then she's gone. And then we don't see her again. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that about? I know. I know we're being so critical. I do want to say that, like, I love the show. <laughs> I just want to reiterate, I love watching. Yes. Just and like making fun of it is like, it's like a love language. Like, yeah, it's like, fun. I love you. Like, to, because uh, also I, we're we're so critical of like the writers and producers and editors and stuff like that. And I know they work their ass off. Yeah. They're working their fucking ass off to give us this. And we should be grateful that they are because I don't love watching and talking about anything else on television as much as this unhinged chaos. A hundred percent. I think it is amazing. So shout out to them and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I had to say that. No, okay. I love that. Cause um, then, Oh, this was a scene. There was a scene of Miranda and Che Diaz uh, where, I think Miranda came back in the room after being in the bathroom. It was like, you made me come again. And then. <laughs> Curiolingus. Like literally one of them said, you made me come again. I think Che was like, can we just talk in the morning? And that's when Che does them the cameos. Hey, this is Che Diaz. Wish- hey, it's Che Diaz. <laughs> but right before Che is doing those cameos, we get that sort of, you made me come again. Can we just talk in the morning? And then Miranda's like, okay, I'll go to sleep. And then. Chase starts doing those cameos. Yeah. And Miranda's like, okay, well, if you're going to be fucking doing cameos all night, like I'm leaving, like this is annoying. And, and I appreciated that Miranda was like, you're saving all of your charm and your energy for like your followers and fans. And you're such a bummer in this relationship. And Chase's like, well, I'm sorry. I can't pull myself out of my depression fast enough for you. And Miranda's like, I'm just asking you to like, go take a walk, like just try. And Chase just like staying home, like eating snacks, smoking weed and like, clearly resents Miranda for being like, can you be proactive about like helping yourself? Right. And also bare minimum, just do your fucking cameos in the bathroom or something. Literally. Or, like, literally any other room. You, it's not a one room apartment. And like you had all day to do them. Why are you doing them at like at one midnight. in the morning? It's, cra- it's all insane. It's crazy. How much do you think Che Diaz charges? I was going to ask you this question. Okay. I think too much. I think probably like $400. No. 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 I think I could see Che Diaz being that self-important that they're like, yeah, people are going to pay me $400. Wow. wow. What do you think? Like $75? I was going to say like $23. $23? <laughs> $23,000? I don't know. I don't, I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not quite clear on the success of Che Diaz as a comedian yeah. because Che got the pilot for ABC, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe it would be kind of a well-known comedian-ish. Right. Not a superstar, but like someone known enough that ABC is going to give him a t-shirt. Right, like when Whitney Cummings had like a sitcom. But then when Che showed up at that like widow thing, no one knows, like, or even in general in public, I don't feel like people know Che Diaz, right? No. So at the widow thing, like there was that other comedian there who was- Are they a real t- life comedian? I don't know. I don't think so. I hope so. not. But then- wouldn't somebody know Che Diaz at that event? Right. Because it became like a comedy event. So then like how much is Che charging for cameo? $400. I don't, I, <laughs> it's unclear. Yeah. It's very unclear to me. Texas city writers. Let us know. 75 sounds more reasonable. Yeah. But see, the other thing that's weird about cameo is that people, there's some people on there who you would think would be a thousand dollars and then they're ten dollars and then there's other people who should be ten dollars like housewives or something where you're like why are they charging six hundred dollars yeah bethany is charging like three grand for a cameo but the reason that is is because somebody is spending three grand on that cameo right so they set the price because they're like well at least somebody will pay for it right he's paying for it so who out there i ask you is paying che diaz two (laughs) hundred dollars to do a cameo somebody also sent che a a tit pick and then Miranda's like, what's that? And she's like, it's a tit pick. 
Like, what do you want? Like, she got mad at Miranda for questioning the tit pick. And I don't know. I just think they should, somebody should be more respectful to Che Diaz. Yeah. And yeah. sending the tit pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we talked a little bit about Rachel Dratch coming in as Carrie's friend, Carrie. Previously known as Karen, but changed the name to Karen. Carrie. And it's Rachel Dratch from SNL. And Carrie and her had worked together on writing something. I loved this storyline. I thought it was very funny. Okay. I left a lot. Did you... Okay, tell me why. Rachel Dratch, just everything Rachel Dratch does is hilarious to me. And I loved that she was like, oh, the movie we would have made together would have been so good, but you fucked it up. You didn't come to the meeting. And like, she won't let it go. And the rest of the episode, she's like, I'm shocked you're here. I assume, and you're on time. Like, that's so crazy. And like, you know, those people in your own life who just like do not let shit go and like will always bring it up. And you're just like, I don't really know what to tell you. Like, okay. And I just thought, years that, ago. yeah, I thought that dynamic was funny. And, Carrie just being insufferable and pretentious about like, oh, I haven't seen 27 dresses. Carrie didn't, also didn't even remember her name, which that was weird. It was to rude. Me I thought like if they did work together and we saw a little bit of Rachel Dratch in the original series, but mm-hmm. like if they wrote something together, I just feel like they, Carrie would bare minimum remember her name. Right. I know. She's like, like she no, I was in the office. She's like, oh, I was drunk a lot in the nineties. Like, don't remember. And I was like, you would at least sort of, remember the name, right? Right. And if this woman's a legitimate enough writer that like you're in the same circle and that you were put together by your agent, like you would probably know who of her, like you would know who she was because she's successful on a certain level. And then Rachel Dratch's character sits down. I was like, I, were you so mad when you saw 27 dresses? And Gary's like, Oh, I've never seen it. I, I screamed at the TV. I was like, what the fuck, Carrie? Mm -hmm. What, how do you not, how do you go this long and not see 27 dresses? It's the perfect film. When did tw- 27 Dresses came out? Probably like 2008-ish? Yeah. Around the time of the first movie, I think. I should yeah. Look, I'm going to look this up. I'm, so what was going on in Carrie's life around the first movie? Right. That... She and Big were trying to get married. Okay. Okay, so I guess Carrie was a little distracted. And maybe she was triggered by wedding content. Okay, I'm going to look After up. After so, Lily ruined the wedding. So 27 Dresses came out in... Two, oh, they were both 2008. Oh, that's right. Wow. So, sex, so they were uh, around the same time, the same things were happening. So Catherine Heigl was putting on them bridesmaids dresses mm-hmm. while Carrie was putting in that feather in her hair to get ma- married to Big. So yeah. I guess she was distracted. So Okay. She had a lot going okay, on. So I'm but it's a good her. movie and she should watch it now. Yeah. There's no excuse really for not <laughs> watching it over time. Yeah. No. But enough time has passed. It's a comfort movie. It's, it's like a good movie to watch when you're sick or, you yeah. know, hungover. I had a meeting recently to do uh, to write Twenty Seven Dresses sequel, and it did not happen. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Strike. It did not. Yeah. Oh my god. Spoiler alert: They did not like my take. Anyway, rude. Um, then uh, we see Che Diaz in the apartment eating the pirate booty, smoking weed, which I think we talked about. But this is when Carrie calls Che to go to the WidowCon. Mm-hmm. Would you go to WidowCon for somebody if they asked you? Probably. I, I think I would. Would you? Yeah, I actually think I would have too much fun at WidowCon. Right. Like, I, cause I, yeah, I think like I would have the most fun talking to those people. Like grieving women of a certain age. Yeah. Like I just feel like it would be very both like emotional. I, and I know that was the point of the whole thing was like, mm-hmm. Che saw all these uh, widowed women and was like, Oh, okay. Like I'm in perspective now or they get perspective. Right. So yeah, I, I would have had, I felt like I would have come out of that, like having just in tears, having all of these revelations about mm-hmm. life, like ready to be a widow myself, even though 
you know, like Matt's still alive. Yeah. God forbid. <laughs> but I would like ready for that moment in my life. Like I would be thinking to myself like, okay, well, and as soon as he goes, I'm going to be amongst these people. Right. You know, this would have been a good opportunity for a Carol Radziwill cameo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Would've Carol cool. should have shown up to that widow thing. That right? would have been so smart. If she was like, if she was the reader before Carrie, not that kooky author who was doing stand up comedy. That? She was like, well, you know, I haven't had an orgasm in forever. And it's not because my husband died. I don't know what she said. She was making all these weird jokes about her dead husband, which look, I, as someone who like lost my mom, I use humor to cope all the time. I get, I get love and light to people who use humor to cope. I just didn't think her jokes were funny. Yeah, it wasn't about that. It was no. about like what, and they called her like the widow Don Rickles. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of that first episode where Che Diaz made the joke about Ubering from their living room to their bedroom. And everyone was like, ah! yeah, I know it was the same. <laughs> like the audience was like fucking losing it over that widow Don Rickles. <laughs> She's like, my husband died. I'm thank God for that. And, they're like, and then Carrie tries to do one fucking joke. They one joke about a vibrator and everybody's just silent. Like, but that other woman, they were all just laughing like fucking hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought Che actually like gave Carrie like a decent joke. Yeah, it was fine. It was for Che. It was pretty for a good. Widow event, I think it was fine. I think, and Clayton and I were talking about this too. Like, I think Che is more likable as Carrie's friend. Like, I like totally. their friendship 100%. more than seeing Che and Miranda together. I'm like, yeah. give me more of that. Yeah, but I and I, I'm assuming that's where they're gonna go, right? I hope so because I think Carrie like grounds Che, and and Che being like self aware and not like fucking annoying is like a really refreshing change of pace steve reappears again miranda miranda what do you how are you feeling about the way they're handling steve Mm. they tried to make him mean this week yeah he was like you don't even care about brady you don't fucking like your son i'm like that's a crazy thing to say and then within two seconds he's like i didn't mean it you this is nuts don't cry on your subway don't go on the subway without me miranda don't cry just please stay here yeah i you know i think I liked the reintroduction of Steve. Like, I want more Steve, but I think they went through, like, they gave us, like, 10 Steves in, like, a two-minute scene. And, okay, not to keep going back to this, but timeline-wise, if we have gone through all these seasons, yeah, sh- sh- would Steve be still emotionally in that spot? Like, would they still not be divorced? Would they still be so emotionally charged in a scene like that? Would, right. And may- and maybe they would be, and I'm wrong. What do I know? Maybe they would be because they haven't seen each other in a long time or like haven't like talked really about anything. But I don't think that's season two. And just like that, Steve is would be in the same place as season one and being like, oh, I'm never taking the ring off. I'm not getting divorced. Like this current iteration of Steve, who's like fucking the Whole Foods girl, I feel like would be like, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm over it. Let's just cut the shit and make this happen. Yeah. I understand not wanting to leave the house. Like when he was like, I built everything like that actually kind of broke my heart. I thought it was really sad. Um, but, and she was like, I'm the only name on this mortgage. Yeah. They were being kind of mean to each other, but I, I also did understand. I kind of appreciated Miranda, like growing some balls and being like, Hey, like this is bullshit. Like you've let me do your laundry for months. Like you've been such a dick to me and you're fucking other people. So like, get over it. I liked seeing her like strength in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. I just want, I kind of want them back together when they were, I mean, I always do, but when they were uh, spooning, there was like a brief moment where it was like, Oh my God, we're, we're heading to reconciliation. And then we weren't, I know it was kind of a bummer. And then like Che did dump Miranda 
Immediately after that. Immediately after. I was like, rough night for Miranda. Well, yeah. Miranda's just spoon with everyone who's just kept dumping her. I know. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. The Aiden reintroduction. Okay, so it's revealed in a scene between Carrie, Miranda, um, Naya, and Charlotte, right? It was the four of them out. And they were talking mm-hmm. about being friends with exes. Mm-hmm. And they say Aiden sold his furniture uh, company to West Elm, which I, you know, I do not care for them. Everyone hates West Elm. Nightmare on West Elm Street. Look it up. <laughs> um, li- okay, so he lives in Virginia now. And uh, I, so Carrie writes this email to him. Mm-hmm. And I, Wrote this down, okay. the whole email. So it's subject line, hey, stranger. Then in the body of the email, it says, hey, stranger, remember me? If this is your email, it's me, Carrie. Was just thinking of you the other day, and I wondered how you were doing. So, how are you doing? Hope to hear from you. <laughs> if, <laughs> if this is not you, whoever is reading this, carry on. And that's the end of the email. I really wanted her to spell carry on like her name. <laughs> like the poster did for the first movie. Yes. Didn't it say that like carry on or, or it was something like, Oh, like he got carried away oh, or yeah, something yeah. like that. And then I think the second movie was like a, a play on that. Even for uh, even more, it's it was like, like let's, keep calm and carry on again. Or yeah. Something. And let's carry this group all the way to Abu Dhabi. Let's carry on again. Yeah. Um, have you ever emailed an old ex? Yes. In a moment of weakness. And very uh, unhinged. Tell me about it. I have an unhinged really, story, too, that I want to share. It's but really embarrassing. <laughs> I Mine moved, is really embarrassing, too. But I moved to L.A. and I found out an ex of mine was single. And I sent this, like, very emotionally supportive email. And I'm like, this was, n- ew. Like, it's not my business. It's like, hey, I hear you're single now. And I just want you to know I'm here for you. I don't live in Chicago anymore, so it doesn't matter. It's like, ew. Like, I don't know why I did that. I was in a very low, weird place. But it was a freakish thing to do. Were you- and he did not respond. <laughs> were you drinking or were you? No, I was insane. I was okay. mentally unwell. And how old were you? Too old to be doing that. Yeah. I got really, to be honest. Last week. I was like 26 years old. Like, okay. it was not great. Um... Yeah, I and I think he thinks I'm a crazy person, and I've earned that title. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we all have those moments. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so when I was in my 20s, like the first serious guy that I really dated, the serious dating, uh, he and I used to, when I lived in Chicago, we would be on Gchat all day long and emailing all day long. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Did yes. you use Gchat? I didn't, but I have friends who like worked desk jobs, and they did. Yeah, we. I was just sitting at the desk, like emailing back and forth, and they were always just like... I don't know, dramatic or whatever. But then we had broken up. And around that time, there was this like, um, thing I think it was like for Gmail or maybe it was at for like the work. It was through the work email, but it, it might have been called boomerang or something where mm-hmm. you can schedule an email in the future to go in the future. Oh my God. So while we were together, I had scheduled an email to go out to him that was like crazy. Like it was like, I, in, hello, I won't say his name. Hello, uh, you know, I'm writing this now because I just know we'll be together. Oh my God, and you, did you forget you scheduled it? Okay, wait, so I do not know when I scheduled it for. Okay? I'm like sweating right now. Do not know, but it was it was very intense and like very dramatic about like, I am thinking about you so much, I just love you, it, like dramatic. Then sent it, scheduled it to send, do not, but I know it was like very far in the future. And this was probably like 2009-ish or 2010, maybe a little bit later than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I got let go from this job and no longer had access to this email um, thing. And so I don't know. I can't stop it. 
I don't know when it, it could hit tomorrow or it could hit in 10 years from now. Like I do not remember the year. I remember like very unhingedly thinking, let's send this very far in the future. Oh, so he might get idea. an email. <laughs> <laughs> My ex might get an email from that email address at some point. And I, yeah, I think this is what happens when you date a writer like you, me and Carrie, all writers, you're going to get unhinged emails before or after, during, whenever you're actually in a relationship. Five years old, you might get that email from me. We don't know when it's coming, but it's going to be embarrassing. Yep. And I, if that person's listening, please do not reach out after you get that email. (laughs) Like just (laughs) pretend you never did because yeah. And I, I'm scared to even, I don't even know what it says because I can't, again, can't even check to see it. But I remember like losing the job. And I, I don't know, like months later, I remembered that I did that. <gasps> you like stopped dead like, in your tracks. What am I supposed to do? There's nothing I could do. That and is... I don't talk to that ex anymore. Okay. But that's kind of good. Like rom-com fodder. Yeah. That's embarrassing. No, I, mine is way what, more has embarrassing. Has that been a rom-com before? I feel like I've. No. Oh, I th- no. You know what? I just watched that love again. Did you see that? Who's in that? Um, Priyanka. Tro- I liked I it. It was sweet. I okay. liked it a lot, but, uh, there's like the situation where somebody has somebody else's phone and then they fall in love that way. Mm, so like a like comedy kind of, of errors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever like sent an email 30 years in the future. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> ever sent an email to their ex that they had a very messy breakup with after they had yet another messy breakup with another girl years later and been like, Hey buddy, how you doing? Like that's oh fucking wild. Oh my God. My past Decisions, what about like, text? Do you do? Will you text an ex if you're drunk or something like that? I mean, Jake not anymore. This, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think like when I was really single and my confidence was in the toilet around that era, I think I would have texted. Yeah, anyone just to get a little hit of attention. But yeah. I've since gone to therapy, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really drink much anymore. But I feel like in my twenties, when I would be drinking, it'd be like, oh, yeah. let, let, maybe I should reach out to that ex. And yeah, then, it seems like a and good you idea. Always regret it the next day. And you're feeling lonely. Also, I used to do this thing sometimes. You're crying while watching Adele videos on YouTube, and suddenly you're texting an old oopsies, ex. Oopsies. you know. And like, yeah, I think it always seems like a good idea. It's never a good idea, but like, I used to do this thing where I would just delete the messages, like right after I sent oh. it, so that I, like I'm like hiding from so my future self. Yeah, I'm like future self will never know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. really diabolical. And then the next day, you're like, I think I texted that person when I was drunk, and but you can't check it. And more often than not, they didn't reply to me. Which wow, like they probably went to therapy way before I did because they were like, I shouldn't respond to this drunk psychopath and good on them. And so it's like, yeah, I really there didn't seem like a lot of repercussions because the next morning I was like, well, I deleted the message. They didn't respond. It's mm. fine. I'm always very empathetic, even on like Instagram. If you get like a drunk DM from someone mm-hmm. or something, like. And usually what'll happen, right? You get the text or the DM and then then 12 hours later, you get one that says like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I was drunk. Totally. And I'm always so empathetic for it because I'm like, oh my God, I've done that before. Oh and like, God. you're just in your head. You're you're making it even to a bigger thing than yes. it is, right? Like you're stressing, oh my God, they're going to see it. And then sometimes you go through the trouble of like doing the follow-up email or text where you're like, yes. I'm so sorry I was drunk. And it's like, you shouldn't do that. Like just ignore Just let it, it lie. Let it's it lie. Fine. And the uh, most of the time, more often than not, I think the person on the receiving end gets it and they've done it themselves. Yeah, they're right? like, oh my God, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so. But when she sent that email to Aiden, it did give me full body chills. I'm so excited for him to come back. Me too. Me I too need that, that eye candy. I know. That's, I, yeah, seeing Aiden and, and I don't know, just like getting back to the Aiden of it all feels 
it feels in a good place for this show. Yeah. And they've always been teasing it, like even in the second movie. So it's like now that Big's out of the way, let's bring Aiden back. What did you think of Charlotte and Harry watching Edward Scissorhands? I, I was surprised. Did not compute to me. No, I really was like, oh, they're going to be watching like, you know, Miracle on 34th Street. But then seeing Johnny Depp, you know, with them scissor hands shaving that ice sculpture. It was as if I saw a ghost or something because I just could not even understand them watching that. I know. Not that I don't even know why exactly. It just didn't. It wasn't computing. It didn't feel on brand. It did, however, feel on brand for Rock. Like I could see Rock being like a big Tim Burton head. Oh yeah, yeah. So maybe Rock like picked the movie because they did say like, "Hey, like Dad's already had to pee three times. Like I want to stop pausing it." Wait, so you're saying Rock is like shopping at Hot Topic for Nightmare Before Christmas merch? I I do think so. I think the Ralph Lauren modeling thing is um, actually a diversion. You're spot on here, and I would encourage them to even go. Uh, deeper into this because seeing rock go into a Spencer's gifts to buy Tim Burton merch would be feel right to me. Riveting television. I think you're right. And they're trying to make Lily like all emo with like her purple streaks and like playing the sad piano, like at Charlotte, which is fucking playing that instrument. If Lily who ruined Carrie's wedding played a sad piano at me while I were trying to like, while I was trying to have a conversation with her, I would lose my goddamn mind. I'd be like, fucking stop it. And go get your own goddamn condom. Charlotte was very patient so with her. I'm so mad about that. Yeah. Like, why is Charlotte, why is your mom going out in the store? And I actually like the message behind, they did a lot of condom work because they had the Steve condom thing and it's yes. like, great. They're promoting safe sex. Yes. Wonderful. And I even kind of like the, I don't know, would, are people going to be mad about Charlotte going to get the daughter a condom? No, I think she was just like, okay, I'm accepting that this is a choice she's going to make. So she might as well be safe about it. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think that's how I would parent. I'm trying to think like, how would I be? I don't know that I would get the condom if, as a parent. I think I would be like, if you're adult enough to make this decision, you're adult enough to go get the condoms yourself. Yeah. I would for sure you know? be like, get your fucking ass to the nearest Dwayne Reed and get your own in the snow. Like, but then I think she was afraid because she was like, okay, we'll just pull out. Like, it's fine. Bye. And so then she was like, oh shit, I better. Lily's an asshole. She's such, she's a menace. Like, to just say that on the phone. Oh, well then we'll just pull out. Like, I guess bye, I'll get Mom. pregnant. Bye. Fuck you, Lily. Don't be an asshole to your mother. Charlotte was being very sweet. I know. Charlotte's a good mom. Yeah, she's a good mom. Charlotte's a good mom. Um, Wait, sorry. Can I flag one moment with the condom work? When Charlotte called Carrie, like in a fucking frantic state, being like, Carrie, like, I don't do a condom. Like, I don't know. It was so Carrie how she responded, where she was like, Why would you think I would have a condom? And why would you think I would be concerned about STDs? And then she's like, Okay, well, just let it go. Click. And I'm like, you're a terrible friend. Like, that is the most selfish response. Your friend is in a state over her daughter having sex for the first time. And you made it all about you. And then you hung up the phone. She makes everything about her. She's like, just let it go. It's probably going to be fine. What? Mama done hooked her fish. (laughs) (laughs) I will never get over that. It just didn't feel right. I don't know. Something was... it. uh, Something about Carrie saying, Mama done hooked her a fish. Just like that. What? Um, also when Carrie saw Che Diaz at the widow event, so Carrie had to convince Che to go in the mm-hmm. snow to this event to write one joke for stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Carrie saw Che, Carrie said, you look like the guy we used to buy Christmas trees from. <laughs> it was true. That's so mean. It's really so mean. funny. So good. Chase like, that's what I was going for. Um, so Chase steps out of it. Let's see. Miranda and Steve, they have that moment, which we talked about. And then at the very end of the episode, Carrie emails Aiden and the voiceover is, and just like that, some relationships are meant to stay in the past and some aren't. And then she closes the laptop. And so she's teasing Aiden. I literally have chills just thinking about it. Because when she said some relationships are meant to stay in the past, there was a pause and Clayton and I were like, oh no, she's not going to send it. And then she goes, and some aren't. And when she sent it, I was like, oh, we are here. What if we find out next week that it's like she 
she used that same service I did. And so she actually just sent Aiden an email <laughs> in like 2045. Yeah. And so he might not get it until mm-hmm. they might be teasing Aiden and then we never see him because she did it the same way I did. <laughs> that, let's pray that she didn't. Let's pray. Yeah. Well, I also want to know how many Samantha Jones hear our prayers. I literally, um, Still can't get over uh, Queen Kim Cattrall, Queen Icon Legend being like, and by the way, August 20th, you can catch Samantha Jones on your TV screen. Yeah, but watch all my other things first. Yeah. And then maybe watch my cameo. And if you don't forget, <laughs> watch my cameo. I can only imagine the dialogue they're going to give Samantha Jones. Like, I cannot fucking wait. I'm so excited. I know it's just going to be one little scene of her on the phone and it's going to be the quickest little thing. But like she's going to be serving like some sort of pun, some sort of joke, some sort of sexual Something about innuendo. cock, yeah. Like there'll be, yeah. She makes me feel, Kim Cattrall in general makes me feel very safe. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we talked about how I just binge watched Glamorous. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, oh, how, how I Met Your Father is a comfort show of mine. And You, you told me that and that was shocking to me. I almost kicked you out of my house. I saw, I saw Hillary Duff in the wild last night. It was a big fucking deal for me. I've looked up to her my, my entire life. When she does your show, like I'm putting that into the universe. Like, I hope you tell her this. I did not go up to her, but it was really hard. Cause I, I was like, where do I even begin? Like Lizzie McGuire, raise your voice. Do I bring up how, how I met your father is my favorite show. Like, and yeah, you were like jail, Hannah straight to jail. Yeah. You saying I didn't how go I up met to her by the way is your favorite show is just shocking. Like who gives a fuck about the bear when there's how I met your father? <laughs> like I just never heard anyone say that those words before. It was I, like I was hearing words for the first time. It's shocking because like I am not like a sitcom girly in general, but Jake will hear me like cackling and he's like, This is like crazy to me that you're like genuinely laughing at this and show. She play Kim Cattrall plays Hillary's mom. She plays Hillary older. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. But wait, doesn't Aiden John Corbett play Hillary's love interest in that show. What? Yeah, and see, the, she he plays. Okay, so you're not even caught up. You say you call yourself a fan. I'm still watching season two. Got her. <laughs> <laughs> caught. <Wait>. Caught. <laughs> Lock her up. <laughs> Jail. I caught you. You're on candid camera now, bitch. <laughs> I caught you. I swear, I could be making that up, though. I really feel like... No, I think John Corbett plays, like, her love interest. That's crazy to me. And he... Okay, yes, because the weird, craziest part is that he played Hilary Duff's dad in Raise Your Voice. He played her teacher. Got him! Oh, was he the teacher? Got him! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm caught. No, did... Wait, so... But, oh, yeah, he played he her, the like, love, cool But teacher. he was the love interest of her mom, right? Played by Heather Locklear, right? That, Got her. No, that was Mr. <laughs> that was Mr. Big. That was Chris Noth. Got him. Wait, Chris Noth was in Raise Your Voice? No, too? in The Perfect Man. You're mixing up movies. Oh, uh, okay. Raise Your Voice is the <gasps> one. Casper Meets Wendy is such a good movie. Wait, Raise Your Voice is the one. <laughs> not to get us off track again. No, let's do it. But I, there's a scene where Hillary Duff stands up to sing and they like dub la, 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 they, It's not even her voice, right? And she goes, <laughs> You hear when it goes from Hillary to the other woman. She goes, Yeah. And it's the most insane run and the whole there it's the classroom it's like as if they're at a Che Diaz comedy show because yeah. they're all just like oh my god yeah and at the end she goes hey yeah 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 and she's like holding her like waistband like she always did as a teenager <laughs> I just know that run that she does it doesn't she do it's like a lot of levels it's like, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then everyone in the class is like oh my fucking god they're like yeah that is fucking Whitney Houston. Yeah. Life. And then that curly haired girl is like, because she's jealous. <laughs> so she's so jealous. John Corbett's in that one, right? Yeah. Okay. But then Mr. Big is in Perfect Man. But he's still, sh- oh, so Hillary Duff's got a lot of ties to this universe. Yeah. You know, it all comes back to, and just like that. Wow. 
you know, I met Hillary Duff uh, <gasps> in when I was like 18, 19. One of my best friends from home, Mike Monaco, who's this uh, great director now, but he lived out here. We grew up together, and then he moved out here like in our teens. Came to visit, and he had sort of like some Hollywood friends. <gasps> like I came and stayed and with him, and he took me to this party, and I had like one of my first male-on-male hookups that day with one of my friends, other friends, but I wasn't out. And so I was like trying to hide it. And so I was so self-conscious about it. And so the night, some people that we were hanging out with, like started to get skeptical. They were like, did you hook up with that guy? And I was like, no, 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 no. But I was like, so I did. And I was like, so nervous. So I got really drunk at this party and they had karaoke. And I had also side note, like tripped and um, sprained my arm, but I refused to go to the doctor. So I had it like wrapped in this really like trashy (laughs) wrap. So I'm drunk doing karaoke with a wrap and wrap on and Hillary and Haley Duff were there. (gasps) And I remember singing save a horse, ride a cowboy, which is a song that was from back in the day. And I remember that they like had walked out while I was singing. (laughs) Oh my God. I I actually feel good about making fun of Hillary Duff singing, even though I love her. I worship her. Are you going to bring that up when she's on everything iconic someday? Yeah. She'll probably remember my singing. Oh my God. She'll be like, Oh my God, that was you. Uh, Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Wait, anything else from the last episode? Um, or that you want to say about How I Met Your Father? Should we be watching How I Met Your Father? Um, oh, you don't even barely I, watch it. No. You shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> uh, yes, you should. It's a very comforting show, and I recommend it before bedtime. I swear John Corbett appeared as her love interest. I will. So you need to catch up on this show that you supposedly think is the best show ever. You know what? That's going to be what I tell Hillary Duff if she ever comes on this podcast. I'm going to say, my friend Anna lies about watching your show. I want you to. And I caught her live on the mic. I, name your favorite Hillary Duff movie right now. Uh, Lizzie McGuire movie, for mm. sure. Cool. Yeah, which I told you, uh, Matt didn't know Lizzie McGuire. We got this thing in the mail, and it was like a, the cartoon version of Lizzie McGuire, and he's like, who's that? And I was like, what the fuck? Jail. Jail. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And I thank you so much. Any other final thoughts on it just like that? No, but I'm having fun now. I have to be honest. No, me too. I'm having I'm, a good time. Even when, uh, when I'm not having fun, I'm having the best time yeah. ever watching it. Five stars, but sense. also one star. Yeah. Like, and shout out to everyone giving us this. So I want to let everyone know that I'm sorry that we're mean, mm-hmm. but we love you. Love you so much. We're so much. grateful for your work. Literally. Anyone who's involved in this, literally anyone. And we stand with all the striking writers and mm-hmm. actors uh, and the fact that they're you know, giving us this content. It's like paid, they should be paid. Everyone should be paid. Everyone. But in particular, the people giving us and just like that, like I want them all to be fucking paid. I know. Residuals up the wazoo. Because if this ever ends, I don't, my sanity can't take, I need this show at this point. Like I need it. This show is keeping me going through my seasonal depression. Yeah. Like I I don't know what we would be doing this summer without this show because it's just so fun. Anyway, uh, Hannah, uh, tell everyone where they can find you and your podcast and all that. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much, Danny. Um, y'all can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter, Hannah A. Brown zero on TikTok. I co-host a podcast with my friend Tyler Meredith called, you know, you love us. It's a gossip girl recap podcast. And we're also covering welcome to crappy Lake on our Patreon. So lots of fun stuff going on over there. Check it out. Luann and Sonia's new show. Are you loving it? Loving. Yeah. It's having so, so much fun. Do you, how do you feel about the new Roni? Uh, I think it's fun. I, I'm, I had a good time watching it. I think people are expecting too much too soon. And I am confident that, well, it will never be the old one. We all need to accept that, hold hands and accept that together. I do think it will be a fun summer watch and I'm excited to see where the relationships go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Clayton. Thank you so much for being here in our live audience, which is just you (laughs) sitting on the chair and being forced to listen to us (laughs) talk about Che Diaz. Best friend. Uh, Love you all so much for listening. And um, did I get do all my promo plug stuff whatever you could go to buy tickets to the tour yeah i know it's so annoying to do that but i and i almost have this habit of saying it now and i'm like do i need to keep saying that shit every minute like people are probably so annoyed with me saying that no i think promotion is part of it anyway gotta sell the merch love you all bye bye 